Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care, all the best food treats and toys for your dog and cat. Find them online at allthebestpetcare.com. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by Jet City Animal Clinic and Dr. Erica Anderson, located on 12th Avenue in Seattle, Capitol Hill neighborhood, centrally located, excellent vet, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Just opened up. Uh, it's a new clinic that just opened up, and we've been sending people there like crazy, and everybody's just raving which is nice to hear about uh, vets, because unfortunately, I think good vets are hard to find. Uh, Announcement of an event, very exciting event coming up March 9th and 10th, the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show, one of my favorite events every year. SeattleDogShow.org is the website, March 9th and 10th, all day, Saturday and Sunday. I'll be there at a booth, Um, and... There's demonstrations going on the whole weekend. Nose work, police dogs, dancing with dogs, herding, agility trials happening all weekend long, and, of course, the actual dog show where they, they will be titling a best-in-show at the end of, uh, of each day. And it's really fun. It's at CenturyLink Field Event Center. Again, that's seattledogshow.org is the website to find out more information about that. But definitely come down and uh, do say hi. Come by our booth and say hi when you do come down. We have, uh, I am so looking forward to this conversation. And I often say that. But uh, this one I think is going to be pretty special. We have a fellow show host with us here on KKNW. Christine Cisneroz of the Confessional Radio Show. Christine, welcome to the dog show. It's actually Cisneros, but that's fine. After all that practice, I practiced it. <laughs> Believe me, I, it took me until first grade to get it right, so don't worry. We, so before the show, I was like, how do you say your last name? And then we say it now. Cisneros. Cisneros. So I was like, okay, Cisneros, yes. And to make it weirder, it's, it, it ends with a Z, not an S. So yeah, Cisneros. And then I go and say it wrong. Anyway, we got it right. <laughs> We've got an alternative talk 1150 mashup happening today. <laughs> we which do. Is great. Wrong name, right person. Yeah. Well, in any case, the show is The Confessional, and um, The Confessional is on Thursdays live at 1. At noon to 1. Noon to 1. And I'll be on The Confessional tomorrow. So yes, Christine I am so and I, looking forward to that. Christine and I are doing a sort of a block this week where she's on the dog show today and I'm on the confessional tomorrow at noon on KKNW, this same fine station. So we look forward to that and um, doing sort of a similar combination, but within the structures of the two different shows. So it's going to be fun. Uh, the website for the confessional, if you want to find it, is confess to bless and that's the number two confess to bless.com and there's a link to it on the dog show website which is dogradioshow.com and there's also a link to Christine's um, radio show page from our Facebook fan page as well so you can find us there too and we have been just having all sorts of great conversations um, because you you are engaged in all sorts of various, very um, interesting conversations on your show. Tell us a little bit about 
what your show's about. Well, first of all, Julie, I want to say your show is fantastic. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, we live in a, in a dog city, uh, but rarely is there someone that understands the workings of dogs the way you do. And I really enjoy the fact that people can turn to you and find out how they can be with their dog instead of just, oh, my dog isn't doing what it's supposed to. You're just so great at cutting to the chase uh-huh. and, and making it <laughs> making it work. So thank you for oh, being thanks. so great. Um, so, you know, The Confessional is a show that a lot of people, oh, is it a religious show? It's, it's not a religious show. I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe in God. I don't have a problem with God. Uh, but The Confessional <laughs> is not a religious show. It is a show that is all about creating solution out of the problem. It's all about saying, look, you're the solution. You suited up. You came to the planet. Obviously, anything that shows up in your path is there because of your life, and it is just there for you to become better, mm-hmm. faster, stronger. So anything that shows up is just the doorway to that. And one of the words that we both sort of uh, connected with in our conversation was the word opportunity. And so yeah. you can look at sort of what you're saying with, okay, here's a challenge that's presented in my life that I may view as something that's a negative thing or um, uncomfortable or might we might qualify it as a bad thing, but you can look at all of those things as opportunities, opportunities for growth. And today, given that this is the dog show, yes. we'll be talking about how that relates to living with dogs. And you've also been talking a lot on your show about the topic of love. Yes. And self-love. Absolutely. That is the first order of business, self-love. If mm-hmm. you, you know, if you can experience your own love. You know, I heard a speaker once say that you're born with all the love you're ever going to get. You're not going to get it from anywhere else. You're not going to get it from your lovers, your partners, your dogs, your cats, uh, your food. You are born with all the love you're ever going to get. So what is there for us to do? What's there for us to do is to open up to the love that's there in us and Mm -hmm. reflect it and augment it. And so what I love about your show is you are really teaching people how to love themselves through how they love their animals and how they treat their animals and how they train their animals mm-hmm. and ultimately how they have an environment and lifestyle with their animals. And I think life with pets is um, there's sort of maybe some more obvious like, oh, yeah, you know, pets and love. Yeah, obviously. Right. Um, so just living with a dog uh, and this applies to other pets as well. But you know, I mean, there's even been studies done about what being in the presence of an animal does to our to us physiologically. I mean, it'll lower our blood pressure, you know, calm us down. My wife owns a service dog training um, business that trains service dogs for people with mental illness mm-hmm. and and uh, emotional support dogs. And, um, you know, the power of that connection is just it's just there. And. So here's sort of the the other side of the coin or perhaps the shadow side of it as well, is that in my work with training and behavior and working with people, I've been working with people in the Seattle area for over 10 years, coaching them in training and behavior. Sometimes it's just a new puppy or a new dog from a shelter and they're just wanting to get the basics. Sometimes it's a dog that's having a behavioral issue and uh, needs to be addressed and the people don't know how to do that. And that's where it starts. That's where the opportunities are (laughs) and where, um, you know, when we talk about coming from a perspective of self-love, you know, I talk a lot about boundaries 
and setting boundaries and living with dogs who, especially dogs who are challenging, because some dogs are easy. Some dogs are challenging and there's various degrees within that range. Some dogs are very challenging and some dogs really demand us to kind of step up Mm -hmm. and uh, push us out of our comfort zone in a lot of situations or help us sort of remember parts of ourselves that we have maybe forgotten as Mm. we have been taking care of others. I see that a lot, too. Right. So there's really, when we're talking about opportunity, um, a lot of opportunity in the conversation of living with pets as far as, uh, um, you know, how do pets help us love ourselves? There's the easy ways and then there's the challenging ways that they do that. And it's a it's just a really kind of interesting perspective to take on it. Well, and what I love about, uh, you know, the topic of self-love and also, you know, how do you love yourself through your pets is that the challenging stuff, the, the, the quote, hard stuff, things are kind of uncomfortable. Uh, I think you hit it right on the head. Those are ways that we can remember parts of ourselves that maybe we weren't we haven't been thinking about so much why did we attract this pet into our lives mm-hmm. why are we you know taking this on with this creature mm-hmm. could it be because we are stepping up to show ourselves love by creating a way for us to develop that thing that we've forgotten about or have left behind in some way mm-hmm. you know that sort of idea of disconnection i don't believe that we disconnect because i don't believe we're connected i believe we're all one so if we're all one, then basically when you show yourself love, you can't help but show your dog, your friends, whatever in the world, love. And mm-hmm. when you are really there to learn how to cohabit, habitate, habitat, habit, cohabitate, I guess. I think habitate do- is good, yeah. With the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're really doing is you are tuning into, you know, the dog and how the dog behaves and what you can do and what stand you can take. But you're also tuning into yourself. And there's no losing there. It may be a little difficult. It may be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. But really what's going on is you're finding that way to create this environment with the dog mm-hmm. and to have a life with it. Yep. And so you sort of hit on, we're going to take a quick break, but you hit on sort of the two main points that I want to get to in this conversation um, about how dogs help us to love ourselves better or at all. Uh, One is the conversation of self-respect. And when we talk about challenging dogs and uh, the dogs that sort of demand that we uh, generate ourselves in a different way and um, find that self-respect so that we can communicate that to the dog. Because you can't really effectively set a boundary if you don't believe that the boundary needs to be set authentically. And the dogs know you can't fool oh, yeah. a dog, right? Dogs do know. And then the other thing that you spoke to as well, Christine, is um, the idea of slowing down and being present. And I know for me, that's that's my big one in my own life is remembering to keep that balance. And mm-hmm. working with dogs, fortunately, on a daily basis does help to keep my feet connected to the earth. But um, But that's something I see a lot in modern, uh, you know, these modern times where technology is just so really made these incredible advances, but everything moves so fast, fast, fast. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking more with Christine Cisneros. (laughs) Thank you. Host of The Confessional. It's on uh, Thursdays at noon on this fine station. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.
For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Medusia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Want a faster metabolism? Desperate for more energy throughout the day? Food is our most powerful medicine, and on Passionate Nutrition Radio, I'll answer your burning nutrition questions and offer real solutions for your family. On Passionate Nutrition Radio, you'll learn how to transform how you look and feel with the foods that you eat. My name is Jennifer Adler, and I'm a nutritionist, chef, and founder of Passionate Nutrition, a nutrition practice with six locations throughout the greater Puget Sound area. Join me on Passionate Nutrition Radio for a weekly serving of nutrition wisdom. Learn more at PassionateNutrition.com. That's Passionate Nutrition every Friday at noon. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com going against the grain has never been so much fun alternative talk 11:50 a.m. welcome back to the dog show with Julie Forbes we are back today with Christine Cisneros the host of the confessional radio show here on KKNW on Thursdays from noon to one. And I will be a guest on Christine's show tomorrow. Woo-hoo! So we are uh, taking turns with each other on our on our radio shows. And uh, if you've missed uh, the last segment or any of our past over 200 episodes, you can find them all archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also as a free download from iTunes. So those are ways you can listen um, always, too, these shows are streaming live on KKNW's website, which is 1150kknw.com. So we were talking in the first segment, and we will continue to talk about dogs and love and how dogs help us to love ourselves. And I think particularly the challenging aspects of that, because the easy mm-hmm. aspects of it, I mean, I think to a degree, um, we've got you know, dog lovers, uh, certainly I would imagine people who are listening to this show, uh, you know, the love is there, you know, the connection. Oh, my dog, you know, I love dogs. So that's why they're, they might be drawn to this conversation. 
the conversations that I have with my clients are oftentimes about leadership, setting boundaries, um, establishing a relationship with uh, mutual re- mutual respect, mm-hmm. um, how to establish respect for yourself if it's missing, if respect from your dog is missing in the relationship, if your dog does not respect you, how do you establish that respect all the time respecting the dog? Right. And that is, you know, that's such a great way to put it because uh, it is not, uh, you live in the same fishbowl, basically. Dogs are mirrors. They're going to mirror back to you what you're doing, what you're not doing, what you could be doing better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we like to face it. Oh, the dog loves me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we don't like to face it. Wow, the dog really did chew through that after I told it not to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, my partner affectionately calls uh, dogs vitamin D. And so when you actually look at it, it's dogs are our, our relationship with dogs. I think at the break we were talking about why did we attract this particular dog I'm a firm believer in sacred contracts. I love Carolyn Mace. Mm -hmm. I think it carries over to dogs. Mm -hmm. Dogs show up for us to show us what we're here to develop. You know, uh, Carolyn Mace talks about how um, before you came here, you made an agreement with someone. Maybe you came to the earth to stand for loyalty. Well, if that person who you made an agreement with came here and you were loyal and they were loyal and you were loyal and they were loyal, what do you learn? But if the person betrays you, loves you enough to come to this planet to betray you and be the bad guy, that's mm. a lot of love. So when dogs show up and they do, quote, bad things or they do stuff that we don't like, it's really them showing us love by allowing us to look at, wow, this is a way that I can develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you talk about um, discipline, what's really funny is that uh, sometimes my partner and I will take care of animals for people when they go out of town. This hasn't happened for a couple of years, but just before this show, we had the opportunity to take care of this dog named Buddy for a week. Mm-hmm. Now, Buddy's he can be a little bit, you know, pushing the boundaries, pushing the lines. And I think he kind of was a little opportunistic because there were new people. What kind of dog is Buddy? You know, I don't know. He's like okay. part Shih Tzu and something else. But that dog is, okay. he's a fantastic dog. Yeah. But I really had to take some of your tips and apply them. Because for Buddy and I to have a quality visit and stay together, we had to have that, that basic self-respect and mutual respect. Put down on the ground. Yep. And it seemed a little bit like, you know, my partner was like, oh, I don't know. Should we? And I'm like, this is going to help him. It only took us about half an hour to establish those boundaries. Yeah. But once we did, the whole week went great. Yeah. Because you're coming from a place of acknowledging that those boundaries need to be set in the first place. Right. And that's the challenge for people a lot. And, you know, I see this especially, well, I think, especially with women and also something that I've mm-hmm. noticed over the years that I've seen with moms. Right. Is we could go on for a year about yeah, that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> is I mean, it it's it has been a, re, this conversation has been repeated enough that it's really stuck out in my mind. Mm-hmm. And um where I'm talking with uh, you know, a woman in uh, a household who has children, has a husband, and they just got a dog. Right. And this dog is bring, kind of stirring the pot a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, or adding some spice to the pot. Right. And, um, 
And so the conversation is like, uh, okay, well, this, you know, it's just a puppy. And okay, well, the puppy's chewing on this or the puppy's jumping up or the puppy's whatever. Um, It's this conversation about boundaries and about advocating for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I hear moms especially sort of come to on their own, which is really cool to witness and contribute to, is how they have... um, just so much of their energy goes into caretaking everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like no time for them. Right. They're taking care of the kids. They're taking care of the husband. I mean, I'm generalizing, right? But right. I've heard this uh, same situation enough that it is accurate. And it's like, okay, well, this dog is, you're either going to set your boundaries with this dog and establish with this dog that you deserve some respect or you're not. And the dog's behavior will reflect that. And well, why I'm there is because they want to establish those and change the behaviors. And so they just sort of get this awareness and sort of you see their their whole energy change in in starting to sort of demand from others a little bit because they're so demanded on. Yes. And I think I love that you bring up uh, the family situation, the mom situation, uh, because I think you're right. I think what happens sometimes is that there's this realization that um, if I don't, uh, I always say delegate, if I don't delegate, then what happens is the overall picture, the quality of our life goes down. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, particularly women, they really don't get that until there's something outside of themselves that they can see that through. And a dog is a perfect place to to have that happen Mm -hmm. because Well, first of all, you know, you're not going to have these really in-depth conversations that are verbal and, you know, sort of cerebral. Um, But you get this immediate, this this no lie. Dogs don't lie to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you get this immediate feedback that's like, wow, if I don't teach this dog how to take responsibility for its role in our lives, then the quality of our lives are going to go down, including the dog's life. Right. But once the dog knows what its role is, it can relax. And that becomes... Flow. That becomes something that you can actually just be in the flow. The dog is actually then part of the family. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't want to say a dog is a person, but the dog is part of the family. And the dog gets to experience the family just as the family gets to experience the dog on a much higher level. Mm-hmm. And that brings up a really good point that um, people who maybe are not comfortable with the idea of setting boundaries or the, you know, the word discipline, it does not have... <laughs> A positive association. You know, the word discipline is like, oof, we avoid discipline, right? I mean, I think the word discipline makes me think of myself as a child. Yeah, it um, does. It, it brings up, you know, those like ideas. at school, getting in trouble by a teacher or principal or something like that, um, which I definitely avoided as a kid. Right. Um, by not really getting into trouble. I mean, that was kind of my deal. So, but when I did, oh, it was terrible. Right. Oh, the world was ending. <laughs> But yeah, so discipline, it's like, ooh, discipline. The thing is, is that boundaries are healthy. Yes. Boundaries are necessary for a relationship to be functional. Boundaries are self-love. Yeah. And it's and that's where we start talking about some self-respect. Right. And really generating that. Because I tell people now in conversations, and we might just be talking about a real basic training method. You know, okay, when the dog, you know, does this, This is what you do, but it's not just what you do with dogs. And actually, really, 
what you do and especially what you say doesn't matter as much as how you do it because dogs are so keen on the quality of energy that someone generates. And you could also call that presence. Right. Dogs get it. And I think people get it, too. We just get distracted by, like you were talking, the cerebral conversations Right, or we, don't want, or we don't want to look bad, blah, blah, or we blah, want blah, to, oh, I'm, I want to be a nice mommy, I Ego, want to, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Yep. Well, dogs, it just really boils down and simplifies, and it's just like, listen, you're either going to get for yourself that this is disrespectful, what your dog is doing right. is disrespectful to you, and you're just going to start to generate yourself in a different way that's communicating that authentically, because if you're just going through the motions of trying to set a boundary, especially with a very smart, challenging dog, they're going to know that you're not solid in what you're trying to communicate. And so a lot of the conversations that I have with my clients, it's not just about do this, do this, when your dog does this, do that. It's about how are you feeling? Are you aware? Like, first of all, um, get present to you know, the boundary that you're setting and come from a place of authenticity when you're doing that. And that's the hard part. Well, and it's I think it's really important to remember that since I don't think anything's ever missing or gone or anything, I was like, whoops, where'd it go? It didn't go anywhere. There are boundaries set. It's just the dog setting the boundaries. Um, you know, sometimes when I see kids screaming and crying in the mall and all that stuff, and, you know, I've seen kids do stuff to their parents. Like I saw one kid punch his parents in the in the neck. I was like, wow, that's really amazing. And my sister and I just, we've looked at each other and I'm like, man, if we ever did anything like that right. or even thought of that, yeah. you know, there'd be probably a scar or something. Because, you know, and, and at the time when we were kids, that discipline was so sometimes hard to choke down. But we wouldn't be the people we are today if we didn't have those. We wouldn't be as sure as we are in the world. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying we're the surest people, but we wouldn't have that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as as like when you talk about discipline, it is really important for these dogs to have that because it sets the tone. It, it helps them to know their place and helps them to know they are viable and valuable, not punished and bad. Right. And so when we come back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about actually... Uh, a little bit more about that topic of discipline and maintaining mutual respect while doing it. And then we'll move into talking about being present and slowing down when communicating with dogs. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That's another thing that they require. We're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Camly Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area. 
licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Are you eco-conscious? What about being humane-conscious, too? Choosing to live humanely includes buying cruelty-free products, learning where our food comes from, and how animals are treated. On Living Humane, we explore how our choices for humane living are ever-expanding. Join us this week when we'll speak with Kathleen Connolly of the Humane Society of the United States about chimpanzee retirement from laboratories and Vicki Katrinak of Leaping Bunny Cruelty-Free Label. 2 p.m. Saturday on Living Humane. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. The search is over. You found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Nice song, Eric. Song about boundaries. Very nice. And it... And it's not like a mean song about boundaries. Not it's at all. Just about boundaries. Exactly. Nothing wrong with some boundaries. This particular one's about cricket boundaries, but hey, it it, it applies, right? Cricket boundaries? <laughs> yeah, the game of cricket. Oh, okay, got it. So, you know. Well, boundaries are everywhere. That's a cool song. Whatever game you're playing with your dog, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to have boundaries. Well, we're talking today with Christine Cisneros, host yes. of The Confessional. Uh, the Confessional is a radio show on the station that airs Thursdays at noon. And I will be on Christine's show tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Um, so that's going to be noon to one tomorrow on AM 1150, the same station. Looking forward to that. Christine's website is confesstobless.com. And that is the number two, confesstobless.com. And there's also a link to her information on our page, dogradioshow.com, and also on our Facebook page. If you're not a fan of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook, go to the page, like the page, and become a part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday. Our show is also rebroadcast every Sunday at 1, from 1 to 2, so you can listen every Sunday as well. So we've been talking about um, the ways that dogs help us to love ourselves and especially the ways that are a little bit more challenging in uh, maybe having a challenging dog. I was talking in the last segment about the conversation I often have with moms about um, 
giving, 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 giving to everybody else. And now it's time to advocate for themselves. Yes. And you know, what's interesting is my mom during the break, she actually texted in and said, bring up that women are natural nurturers, Mm -hmm. not disciplinarians. And, uh, you know, that's that's really I mean, I find she myself... didn't mean my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but what is um, but couldn't you also view discipline as a way of nurturing? Absolutely. And that's that's the one thing that I think uh, if we can connect to that, you know, sometimes we, we think of those things sort of uh, like, you know, discipline is more of a masculine trait. Nurturing is more of a feminine trait. But really, it's it's one and the same. Not only are we all one and the same, but these things are all one and the same. Mm-hmm. And our our job with it is to find out how that's so. You know, have the inquiry. You know, I was talking to somebody else uh, over the weekend, and I said, you know, as I get older, it's less and less about having all the answers, and it's more and more about me discovering what the deep inquiry is. What's the inquiry here? Mm-hmm. You know, this is showing up. What do I do with it? Mm-hmm. And discipline is really, it, it's not an answer. It's an inquiry. How do I apply this discipline? What does discipline mean in this situation? Mm-hmm. And is this situation, does it warrant more discipline? You see, these are all ways that you can ask yourself in your particular situation, how does this apply? Mm-hmm. The other thing that's an interesting, I'd be curious to actually look up the word discipline um, because discipline also, like discipline, the first thing that comes to mind is um, like punishment. Right. But discipline also I actually have posted in my office, discipline gives me freedom. Mm-hmm. So discipline in doing what you know to do, discipline in um, as it pertains to integrity, discipline to maturity, responsibility, you know, all those types of things, too. So it's sort of interesting how the the word um, really has multiple meanings, I think. And, you know, I worked with this baker once and, you know, uh, he said that he had the saying that if you, you, you must become organized or you become a slave. And I think that applies with discipline as well. If you have discipline, I, you know, I, 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 I think that if you have discipline, you, you do have freedom because you don't, you're not wondering what to do next. You know, I often think of the caveman thing for myself. You know, when cave women were first giving birth, they probably thought, what's happening to me? What's going on? Because they didn't have any idea of what was happening. And sometimes, you know, in our culture, I think we become a little bit fragmented and we don't know what's going on with this. We don't know what's going on with this dog. But if we actually plug in, like, I love the information you bring up on your show, but more importantly, I love the fact that you're even, you're even bringing up this inquiry, this space for people to talk about, learn about, ask about this relationship with their dog. They don't have to wonder all the time what's going on. They can listen, get some information, and then and then implement it with discipline. Yeah. One of the things that I love about working with dogs and teaching people to work with their dogs is that people really learn how to communicate in a more, well, in a nonverbal way because dogs are not verbal. And I've talked about this a lot on the show in the past. Dogs don't hang out. You don't. If you go to a dog park or watch dogs interact with each other, they're not all sitting around or standing <laughs> around. They're not texting. Well, how was your week? Oh, well, it was pretty good. You know, I got uh, this, uh, you know, whatever. You know, it's like they don't do that. They don't communicate with each other in that way. So as we are in a position to educate our dogs about whether it be boundaries or just training or whatever, um, 
if we're in a position to educate, we need to be able to communicate. And if we're going to communicate, we need to speak their language, not ours. And people oftentimes get caught up in the words, blah, 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 I told you, blah, blah. And the dog's like, I don't care what you're saying because what you're doing is really what I'm paying attention to. And, and our actions and our body and our energy is not lined up with what we're actually saying. Um Perfect example of that is, um, and this is a, a really great way for people to um, kind of get this connection of really being in our bodies because working with dogs is really about being present in your body and really aware of your body is d- jumping up. Mm-hmm. So if a dog, you know, dogs jump up on for a number of reasons. They get excited or they want attention or they're demanding of you or whatever. But it's an invasion of space. And if you watch dogs interacting with each other, they're very conscious, well-socialized dogs are very conscious of the other's space and how am I moving in relation to you. There's this dance that you see dogs do and they sort of, you know, circle around and they're sniffing each other and they're potentially posturing a little bit. It's all with what they're doing, how they're moving and, and the tension that they're holding in their body in addition to specifics with body language. Like how are they holding their tail? How are they holding their ears, their eyes, their mouths, their shoulders, all that stuff. Um, but in uh, for jumping up, okay, Technically, it's disrespectful. The dog's invading your space. You're, you don't have control. Sometimes it hurts if it's a big dog especially. And one thing that I, have, that I see people do a lot is turn, turn away. Mm-hmm. And they do it in a way that, where they look like they're shrinking away. Right. To ignore the, ignore the behavior and it will go away. Right. Well, you know, most of the time that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. So... Um, now, reinforcing what you want does work, right. but sometimes there does need to be a communication of don't do that, and that's okay. But so if they're saying no, but they're shrinking their bodies away, mm. they're not embodying themselves in a powerful way that's communicating to the dog, hey, don't invade my space. So rather than shrinking away, what if they stand their ground firmly And if anything, maybe motion towards the dog a little bit in an abrupt way and just say, hey, this is my space. And what just came to mind was um, the scene from Dirty Dancing, you know, where he's like, my space, your space. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, So, well, we're talking about discipline. We have a caller. Oh, uh, great. Lynn in Seattle has a question about dog discipline. Hi, Lynn. Hi, this is something that just happened recently. It's very sensitive, and I'm going to share this, and then you can tell me off the air or whatever. This is, yesterday was a beautiful day, and there were tons of dogs out at a park, and there was uh, a person walking uh, with their little chihuahua, and there was a person with a pit bull, and they were all on the leash and everything else. Well, they got ready to pass each other, and the pit bull, the chihuahua was a little bit, you know, kind of like a little assertive, and the woman with the pit bull uh, the dog lur- you know, um, lunged at the other, the little chihuahua, and the woman lost control of the leash. Mm. And the pit bull got a hold of the chihuahua. It killed it. Whoa. It, yeah, this has happened. So I don't want to, I don't want to go into all. Yeah. And it was like two people passing, both of them on the, you know, on the leash, and it's just everything went wrong in a split second. Mm-hmm. 
And so I just want to, I mean, here, because everybody is, you know, screaming and shouting, and they, and they all turned against the pit bull to kill the dog. I mean, all, it was just out of control after that. Yeah. And stuff. And so it's like the little dog was on the walking on the leash, the big dog on the leash, and they both decided to pass each other near close enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my thought when I saw it, I thought they should have just kind of stepped aside and let one pass the other, but they didn't do it that way yesterday. And they did you say that the chihuahua started barking at the pit bull? And then a little, yeah, like a little, you know, they snarl a little bit, kind of, kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, then, oh, go ahead. so that's a big can of worms, Lynn, that you're opening up right now. Yes. Um, and there's it, it broke my heart. We, we tried, I was there yeah. trying to get, and I poured water on the pit bull. We tried to get, once it locked, we couldn't get it. We just couldn't. It just And the owner didn't have any control. All control was gone. Yeah. With the owner. And that, that can happen with the breed. And this I've talked about this topic um, on the show before, and it's it's probably one of the most heated and debated yeah. topics in, in the dog world. And I think it's one of the most troubling is that there are some pit bulls, not all of them, but that there are some who have that uh, tendency. It's basically prey drive, um, but who just... It, they'll get set off, and then that's what happens. And it, it's especially with, you know, small dogs. I mean, it's activating that prey drive. And the thing that we need to understand is that this is something that we have created. Okay. Because she was saying the dog's nine, the pit bull's nine years old. She was saying, oh, everyone says it's never happened before. He seems so whatever, whatever. And and I'm I'm not against a pit bull. I'm I'm not an anti pit bull person. Okay, I'm not anti, you know, all breeds, different types of dogs, whatever. Because I mean, you know, we've gone through a history of. Dogs being the villain, the dominant picture, you know, all the German Shepherd, every dog has had their day at some point of being the villain in our society. So it's the pit bull's time now. Yeah, well, uh, and the reality, too, is that they're bred to fight other dogs. So yeah. as my, my cattle dogs herd, and I didn't have to train them to herd, mm-hmm. um, some pits who are high drive or who have that strong prey drive, that's not there. It's not something that needs to be trained in there. And it's not in all of them, but it is in some of them. And the problem is that it's probably one of the most powerful dogs that walks the planet. Very, very powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so. Lynn, thanks so much for your okay. call. And uh, right. thanks for listening. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big old can of worms with yeah, that one. That but uh, it's too bad that, um, you know, that unfortunately that scene happens all all the time. And it, it is a tough it is a tough issue because they don't all do that. Right. Some of them do. And the scary thing is that when they do, it can be fatal. It's, it can, it's big. And there's this little dog that's dead now as a result of right. it. So whoever may be in this conversation feeling triggered and defending, defensive about pits and, and bull breeds and those guys, you know, I'm clear about why they why they do it. It's, you know, we need to take responsibility for what's going on. I mean, right. dogs exist because of people. Dog breeds exist because of people. And they're no exception. Right. And it's just, you know, they're animals. In that situation, it was the perfect storm. The little dog growled at the pit, set him off. Woman didn't have control. The dog got to the other dog and the dog's dead now. Well, and I think it, it also touches on, you know, when you and I were having some conversations outside of the radio show uh, about dogs and how some people regard dogs as sort of like they're humans or they're my babies or whatever. And, um, you know, and that's that's kind of a that can trigger some people, too, that if you're like, well, they're not children, uh, they really are dogs and they need yeah. to be treated like dogs uh, or else you're not honoring them as a creature. Yeah. And so, you know, when you have a dog that is is of a breed that it has a propensity to do that, uh, you there is no way that you can treat that dog 
any way except for what it is, yep. for what breed it is and what it needs. Yep. Yep. And that's important. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. As much as I love you, the you make things, my dog will always come through. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. For local news, events, and silliness, tune into Concerning Washington. We are committed to providing you with the most recent and interesting stories affecting the Pacific Northwest. CW Talk Radio brings you several sides of local news stories and a pretty unique sense of humor that'll start your weekend right. Your hosts, Tim, Lynn, and Anna, keeping you informed and entertained every Saturday at noon. This week, Rock Bed Gregor and Happy Perim, Saturday at noon. Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Wisdom Within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer Lindsay Paul and animal intuitive and healer Shauna Fisher. From your lunch break to vacation, from your car to your kitchen, from despair to newfound awareness. Join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Get out of your head and tune into your soul. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Christine Cisneros, the host of the confessional radio show here on KKNW on Thursdays at noon, noon to one. The website is Confess to Bless. Dot com and that is the number two confess to bless dot com and I will be on Christine's show tomorrow so we're swapping guests and <laughs> swapping roles tomorrow. everywhere you look it's us <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking over the airwaves this week so that's going to be tomorrow Thursday at noon you know Julie KKNW. I think you say my name better than I do <laughs> thank you after I got it wrong the first time that was your opportunity yes it was <laughs> won't do that again um, well, thanks for, thanks to Lynn for calling in. Um, like I said, that, that is a, a big old can of worms that she described, but, uh, a great opportunity to say a little bit about the issue. It's, it's probably, it is one of the biggest issues in the world of dogs. Yeah. 
Um, and it's a sad story that that she shared and unfortunately happens too often. Um, so back to our conversation, Christine, we were talking about discipline and I did look it up and oh, great. I'm going to share the definition and then we're going to move on to talking about being present and slowing down and how that may pertain also to what you had said about nonverbal communication. But uh, in the last segment, we were talking about the word discipline, and I was like noticing my negative reaction to the mm, word mm-hmm. and thinking about like being a kid in school or something like that. So, and then, but then there's also, and but then I was also like, but I have written on my whiteboard in my office, discipline gives me freedom because, you know, I got office work that's not my favorite thing to do and, you know, all that stuff, but avoiding it does not give me power either. So, discipline. Um, training to act in accordance with rules. Uh, another definition, activity, exercise, or a regimen that develops or improves a skill. So that one has more of a positive right. angle on it. Three, punishment inflicted by way of <laughs> correction and training. <laughs> For the rigor of training, effect of experience, adversity, etc., Five, the behavior in a, in accord with rules of conduct. So it's sort of, a, it has sort of a, like a, a range of... Yeah. of I'd say that, of, yeah, it's a range, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because we can't stay here all day and talk, uh-huh. let's move on to the um, part about how dogs help us love ourselves by helping us, if we are engaged in communicating with them, helping us to slow down and be present. And this is another thing that I talk with people about mm-hmm. all the time in coaching mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Because things move faster and faster and faster and technology these days, and you can do five things at once, all from your phone and all that stuff. But it doesn't serve us when we are communicating with our dogs. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't serve us when we're communicating with people as well. And, you know, the nonverbal communication you had said during the break, what did you say about nonverbal? Well, I I think that uh, what I love most about your nonverbal communication training for people is that it really creates a way for them to get in touch with their own intention behind what they're, you know, have you ever experienced this where you're talking to someone, maybe at a store or something, and it's not what they're saying. It's like you said earlier, it's not what they're saying, it's how they're saying it. Mm -hmm. And you're listening to how they're saying it. And you're like, wow, I'm really not connecting what you're saying with how you're saying it because it doesn't it just doesn't match up. Right. And, uh, you know, dogs really allow us this chance to be very, very present, very present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And what we see in that is that, you know, when you talk about things moving faster, there's more technology, there's more stuff. Um, Yes, there are. And And there's more choices. And so what we really get good at is finding out what choices serve us just because it feels good, smells good, tastes good might not be good to have. There mm-hmm. are some things that are choices that may not serve us that well, if at all, and maybe they don't serve us or they're not optimal. So when we get better at our choices and how we communicate, how we get in touch with our intention, how we talk to that dog, mm-hmm. that's when we start getting in touch with how we are allowing ourselves that quality of being clear about our words, matching our intention, right. matching our actions. And when we talk about discipline, it's important And that and we talked a little touched a little bit about this earlier in the show um, that if the if the intention is not there authentically to, for example, set a boundary, then I'm not then I'm not going to have somebody go through the motion of of 
trying to set a boundary and maybe doing actions that would be in accordance with that if they are not authentically connected to what they're doing. Because that would be, to me, I think if I was a dog, very frustrating and not, and unfair and at the least ineffective. If, right. You know, and, <clears throat> you know, being present, too, is is interesting about nonverbal communication because people are talking and are not present all the time. Right. I mean, you ever talk with someone who just dominates the conversation and just talks the whole time mm. and you can't get a word in? I don't know anybody like that. Oh. Wait, it's me. Wait. <laughs> Sometimes I do that. Well, you're not doing it during this show. I don't think it's, you do it, that. Well, this is and this show has been so great too to be with you because um you know, I have never been interviewed. I I interview people. Mm-hmm. So this allows me a chance to be present. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for that, Judy. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thanks so much for being on the show. It is a different experience. Um I was on chat with women last week and was interviewed and then I'll be on your show and I'll be on Keisha Ewer's uh, Healthy You Radio in March, and it is, um, it is, uh, it's different. It's a, it's a kind of a, a different, different experience, yeah, to be interviewed as opposed to to interview. Well, um, gosh, time always flies when we're it talking sure about dogs, and it was such a, a valuable, uh, thought provoking conversation today. I look forward to having a similar conversation within the structure of your show. Yes. And uh, and uh, I'll be the one being interviewed. Um, I'll and I, be... l- I look forward to hearing you at the women's show. Thank you. Seriously. Thanks for reminding because we will both be speaking. Um, I'll be speaking at the Northwest Women's Show Saturday the 2nd at 3. And I'll be talking about setting boundaries with nonverbal communication. It's going to be awesome. And what will you be talking about? My topic is that you are the expert and you're made of all the stuff that the stars are made of. And you know intrinsically, eternally who you are, and what you need to develop. And so all these tools that we give you on this station, KKNW, you can use those to plug back in and know not that you need something outside of yourself, but that these are opportunities for you to get back in touch with who you really are, what you really are doing on this planet, and how you can evolve. Mm -hmm. And what time are you speaking? I am speaking at 1130 on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. They're all on on Saturday. Um, I'm at three. You're at three. So you're you're after me. Yeah. Yeah. That's at the Northwest Women's Show, um, March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd. We'll both both be speaking that day. Really looking forward to that. So be sure to listen to The Confessional uh, tomorrow, Thursdays, noon to 1. Um, I'll be on the show tomorrow. Can't wait for that. Thanks for listening today. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can find them all archived on dogradioshow.com. Also as a free download on iTunes. And be sure to find us on Facebook as well. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. (laughs) 